0: Welcome to Generation Nation, the show that connects the five generations of Americans now living and working together. I'm Bobby Batista. Well, as you may know or have experienced yourself, the modern workplace has become a bit of a generational minefield. Three and even four generations now work together, sharing cubicles and the water cooler, and they each bring different attitudes and approaches to the workplace. Well, recently I came across an interesting post on the website Gawker. It was a leaked internal training guide for managers of a large corporation, which shall remain nameless, on how to navigate generational differences in the workplace. It unfortunately was steeped in stereotype language and assumptions about each generation and how they might deal with one another. So we wondered how management might need to shift its leadership style in order to connect with all generations in the workplace. Dr. Tim, Melmore is back with us. He is the founder and president of Growing Leaders and a Generational Expert in the Workplace. Okay, Tim, I sent this posting to you, and it seems to me that one of the biggest mistakes that this company was making is they were trying to lump the characteristics of each living American generation into yeah. one neat little paragraph, into one yeah. neat little graph, And then expect managers to lead with that sort of information. It's just not that simple.
1: No, it isn't. And nobody on the earth wants to be stereotyped. So the moment you say this is how all millennials are or all boomers are, we all want to dig our heels and say, that's not true about me. Um, Just this morning, (laughs) I was with the Atlanta Braves, their, their front office staff, and doing a training on this very subject. Two or three things came out of that. One was every generation wants to feel mutual respect. Even the 22-year-old that just started wants to feel like his 48-year-old boss has a respect for him, and of course, he's the authority. So th- you know that needs to be mutual. Um, I really do believe that there is a that there is a feel that's going to permeate all generations in the workplace, and that is that, that life is a buffet that we're going to be picking and choosing from, and the more that an employer can give the sense, you own this, please own it. This is your home, not your apartment. You're not renting this job. Own this job. We teach that in our office. Uh, The more I think there's going to be a sense of, I want to be here for a while because I feel like this is my house.
0: Without a doubt, there are certain traits and characteristics Mm -hmm. that apply to each generation, and that's what makes it interesting, for better or for worse. So it's probably difficult and, and hopefully we're not perpetuating those with these kinds <laughs> yeah, of programs yeah. and this sort of thing. But it probably becomes difficult to avoid stereotyping, mm-hmm. especially when you're writing an internal memo.
1: Yeah. You're right. In fact, when I teach on this subject, I always say the ends and beginnings of generations usually have markers that are very distinct and people raise their eyebrows, of course I see that. For instance, the baby boomer generation is 1946 to 1964. These were two markers. 1946, nine months after World War II was over, the maternity wards filled up. There was a right. boom of babies, 76 million babies. 1964, the public introduction of the birth control pill. So you have this boom and then this bust, you know. And right. So you can see, okay, I can see how that would be. And there was a mindset we grew up, we boomers, with a one-eyed babysitter, the television. You know that mm-hmm. I mean it was a first generation with a screen that we're just staring at and that marked us. We saw advertisements that told us we deserve a break today. So, you know, yeah. I so you're right, we can't stereotype, but there are mindsets that happen because of a stage of history that we were born into and and it kind of marked the way we think.
0: And uh this memo was also guilty of being rather patronizing when they <laughs> when they <laughs> advised agree. You know, they advised uh, boomers or Gen Xers on how to coach millennials and this sort of thing. Yeah. It, it They meant well, but it was patronizing. Again, how do you avoid that?
1: Yeah. I, again, I probably go back to we are all part of one race, the human race. And so whether you're 22 or 55 or whatever, there's that respect thing that I actually care about you as a person. And I know that sounds so cheesy and trite and flippant. But if we lose that, and in light of, well, you're part of this generation, so you must think this way, I don't think we're going to relate well. I think if I relate to Tina, our 22-, 23-year-old young intern, if I love her, respect her, she's going to just return that back. And the age has less to do with, with our work than, than the fact that we share mutual What
0: What do you see in your work as the biggest mistakes? that companies or managers make in trying to integrate the generations in the workplace.
1: Probably something you alluded to just earlier, the assumptions that you must think this way because you were born in 1970 or 1992 or whatever. Um, I actually think change is happening more rapidly than ever. In fact, I know that's true. So I even would put millennials or Generation Y into two subgroups. We call the second half of Gen Y Generation IY. Because the iWorld, <laughs> they grew up with yeah. portable devices in their hands, iPhones, mm-hmm. iPods. So we think they're slightly different than the early Gen Ys. Well, when we, when we do that, it's not to stereotype. It's just to say realities change us, and they're changing realities make make change happen even more rapidly. So maybe we just need to be savvy to what's happening more quickly in, in our lives.
0: And let's kind of reverse this. Does each generation <coughs> bring its own management style to the workplace? Uh, in other words, uh, Gen Xers manage differently than boomers. Yes, yeah,
1: a- absolutely. In fact, one of our habitudes is about this. It, I I, mean, I don't want to stereotype, but when we w- who began our career 35 or 40 years ago, we basically saw the military commander style, you know, and not not vocation, but style. It was top down. There was one. Man, usually, not woman. Silent
0: generation. That's right. so
1: true. At the top of the flow chart and everybody else was a peon. Uh-huh. Well, then I think it went to a CEO model, meaning we're going to cast vision and we're going to expand this shopping mall or this franchise. Then I think it was the leader as a coach. You know, we, in fact, if you go to a bookstore today, you still see books on the leader as a coach and its teamwork. Mm-hmm. I actually think the new style that millennials are going to embrace, Bobby, is what I call the poet gardener. Now, it's a mixed metaphor. The poet yeah, is... Wh- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? I, yeah, what in the world does that mean? Well, let me, let me try to, in one minute, try to share with you what I mean. I love the poet metaphor in that I think this leader doesn't come into their job assuming they have all the answers. They think you're pretty arrogant if you think you have all the answers. So they form around them a team of leaders, not just followers, leaders, with diverse perspective and skills, but shared values and vision. And then just like a good poet will listen and observe before they write or articulate... They will be synthesizing ideas, and then when they do articulate the vision, everybody goes, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. The gardener metaphor is, I think, powerful in that just as a gardener goes out to the soil and knows that his or her primary goal is to grow the plants in that garden, pull the weeds, fertilize it, give it sunshine, I think this leader sees their primary role as growing the people in their organization. That's attractive to a millennial, I think.
0: How about mentorships? Um, is that something that is still of interest to uh, this younger generation? Do they still look for mentors from uh, older generations in the workplace?
1: That's been my experience absolutely. I was just teaching at a grad school last night, and these are non-traditional students, but they said whenever we're around twenty somethings, they want to talk about mentors, finding mentors you know and so i I do believe um, it's it's a huge, huge goal, and I think primarily because. The young 20-somethings today do know the world is full of options and uh, overwhelming, and so they want someone to say, here's a compass. I'm not going to tell you what to think, but I'm going to tell you how to think. That is priceless to a young professional, and we try to provide that at Growing Leaders to to young people moving out into the, into the workplace.
0: And what would you advise millennials to do to smooth the waters in an intergenerational workplace?
1: <laughs> Well, I would say, first of all, respect authority. I'm going to sound like your grandpa now, but, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this. Yeah. It goes mm-hmm. so far to know that a 22-year-old will—and I, I don't think they need to call me Dr. Elmore. I'm, I'm Tim in our office, but, but just that, that sense of I'm going to show you the respect you deserve because you've been in this gig for a while, and I want to listen to you. I want to hear your story, your narrative. But then I think we need to say, well, I want to hear your narrative, too. I love what Jack Welch started years ago at GE, when he was at GE. Uh, reverse mentoring that's oh, where that kid yes. gets out of college and this baby boomer boss is pouring into him or her but then they're saying would you show me tell me about social media tell me about snapchat or whatever and so there's dignity being given to both parties both populations mm-hmm. i love that i think that works
0: i just love this is a fascinating topic about how mm-hmm. the workplace just keeps morphing yeah with uh, the uh, generations all working together in it Absolutely. tim fun as always great to have you here thanks Bob. thank you Join us for the Next Generation Nation. And thanks for joining us today. I'm Bobby Batista.